This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The tanks are coming. Next ask is F-16s. The last time that Abrams M1A1 tanks were used in mass and combat by the U.S. military was in the Persian Gulf War, where they decimated Iraqi armored formations. The verb decimate means to destroy 90% of something. It often gets overused as an exaggeration. Likewise, U.S. M1A1 Abrams tank brigades, able to operate with lethal effectiveness at night, destroyed Iraqi tanks before the enemy tanks were even in range of striking the Abrams, decimating them. Of over 2,000 U.S. Abrams deployed, only 21 received any significant damage. Upgraded M1A2 Abrams tanks being sent to Ukraine have been updated with new defensive measures, as tanks in general have proven to be more vulnerable to advanced anti-tank weaponry, as shown by the war in Ukraine, where drones, javelins, and other similar weapons destroyed scores of Russian tanks. Russian tanks used by both sides in Ukraine are the kind that most farmers could jump into, grab controls, and drive off with. They take diesel fuel and are not particularly sophisticated to operate. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to run a T-72 Russian-made tank, or to destroy one for that matter either. Abrams heavy tanks, however, have turbine engines that use less common jet fuel in large quantities and require significant training of operators. They will not be able to patch up an Abrams M1A2 in a tool shed. The Pentagon believes that German-made Leopard 2 tanks, much more available in Europe as well as much easier to support, is the better option to get Ukraine the tank numbers that they need. These tanks use diesel fuel and require less crew training than an Abrams. Ukraine wants hundreds of modern tanks, and getting them has been like pulling teeth from the NATO allies. They intend to take back regions of Ukraine now occupied by Russia, and believe that it will take modern tanks to spearhead such a coordinated offensive. After much consternation and public hand-wringing with Germany, it appears that all NATO parties will be providing Ukraine with modern tanks. The Pentagon is reported to have conceded to provide Ukraine with 31 M1A2 Abrams tanks, in order to get Germany to approve the transfer of Leopard 2s, Ukraine should receive a substantive number of tanks and other armored vehicles with which to use this spring to blunt any further Russian incursions and attempt to wrest back control of occupied territories. Biden said that Ukraine would get what they need, and that would appear to be an accurate statement. The U.S. won World War II with its superior industrial capacity, and the West is going to have to boost its munition production significantly to continue to supply Ukraine with armaments, restock depleting Western munition inventories, and produce the needed additional armaments to be able to prevent China from making a mistake, thinking it can militarily acquire Taiwan. Putin has given the West an opportunity to destroy him and his illusion of a new Russian empire is mostly a hollow shell. It doesn't mean that he would be replaced by democracy, but an existentially weaker Russia, less threatening to the world order, should follow. We, the West, are fighting a proxy war using Ukraine as our weapon. Europe would be so much better off with a calcitrant cooperative Russia. The world would rid itself of its major nemesis. This would also serve to neutralize China, as well as lesser vagrants such as North Korea. Essentially, Ukrainians are volunteering to risk their blood loss if the West gives them the tools to fight with. 
It is an awful lot for us to ask of them, and yet they are offering it up. They deserve our full support, as well as tanks and F-16s. Eroding American public support is concerning. News that I think went well under the radar recently was that Japan is doubling its defense budget. They are our primary counterbalance to China and Asia. They have the strategically located bases to support U.S. air and sea operations near or in the first island chain and are the anchor to the second island chain that would be the default trade route for Japan. Many strategists appear to believe that China's military will become formidable enough to give our side trouble. One-on-one in that region may be so, but we are not alone. Japan compensates for many U.S. vulnerabilities. Japan currently has the second largest blue water navy in the world. Add Australia and a few lesser allies, and China is a poor second. Japan's new military commitment, dropping the pretense of it being a local defense force by acquiring long-range missiles, changes the strategic balance in Asia in our favor. Japan has the potential to become an amazing ally. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.